Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with narrator Karen Commons. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for asking me. It's you have been on my radar for yeah, goodness gracious for years. And there's I get your newsletters. I'm like, oh, I need to send her the email. I need to send her the email. So I finally did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you you've been on my radar too. It seems we've known each other a long time, and yet this is the first time we've actually gotten to speak with each other. So I'm yeah. so happy this is happening. It finally, <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> Well, we're two very busy women changing exactly. industry, you know, trends and creating and helping people with careers and stuff. So always helping others. We're like, hey, you know, exactly. we need to hang out with ourselves for, you know, for with each other for a little bit. And here we are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating and how you got started? Well, thanks for asking. I have been narrating since the turn of the millennium, <laughs> but it got started before that, I I always wanted to, to do voiceover work from the time I was in fifth grade because I did a public service announcement on TV. And I really liked that, but I didn't really like how I looked on camera. And so I always wanted to do voiceover work. I went to college. I have a bachelor's in journalism because that's how I thought I would make the path to get there. And then I put my journalism degree on a shelf and took a job as a programmer because I needed to make more money. And so I went on a 25 year plus odyssey in information technology positions. And I got my master's in computer science along the way, uh, not computer science, computer information systems along the way. But I kept wanting to do voiceover. I kept wanting to create that way. And so in 1992, I started volunteering for the Georgia Radio Reading Service for the Blind and Print Handicap because I thought that would get it out of my system. And, and I was helping people, and that was such a great thing. But the more I did of that, the more I realized, no, I really want to do this as a career sort of thing. And so I took workshop from Paul Armbruster here in Atlanta and before I even connected with him, I had connected with Frank Muller, who has who passed away uh, some time back, but he was a tremendous, fabulous, gifted narrator. And this was in the mid nineties. And, and I just, I emailed him just a few questions of how did he get the books? How did he work at it? And he very kindly responded. I took the workshop with Paul Armbruster and I started working in voiceover, but I didn't really like commercial voiceover. There's a lot of, I don't know, I just don't like selling stuff when I'm not actually using the thing and you have to get it to time. And it just, <laughs> and you're like kind of tied to your computer, always getting stuff done. And I just didn't like that. And then I've always loved to read. That's always been my passion. And I mean, I would, I remember being young and I would read the cereal boxes at the table. I, I, Took my first audiobook workshop with Pat Fraley in the mid 2000s. And I, I had done a few books by that time for a small publisher, but they didn't pay very well. And 
uh, I had a bad experience with them. And I kind of put audiobooks on the shelf too for a while. And then ACX came out in 2011. And suddenly there was a way for people who didn't live in New York and California to do audiobooks. And so that was really where I was able to get a toe in the industry. And then once I got the toe there, you know, the whole foot and the rest of me soon followed. And, and I think in 20, I think it was 2013, I made the decision. I wasn't going to do any other kind of voice work. I don't care about commercial. I don't care about e-learning. I only care about audiobooks. And so that's my whole focus. It's narrating audiobooks. And then I've, I've started a site, Narrator's Roadmap, to help other narrators narrate audiobooks. So audiobooks are my life, I think I could easily say. Yeah. Well, it's, it's when you find something that you're passionate about and you're able to work in it and you're able to make money um, and still have it be the joy, it's it's just serendipitous and magical. And it always brings me joy to hear when people can find that kind of a gig in, you know, in their time frame. So that's fantastic. Well, that, that, that's true. But, you know, I mean, of course, I like to make money. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Love to make money. But I read a quote from Neil Gaiman once where he was doing a commencement address and he talked about how he would not take a job for the money anymore, that for him, it's the good work because he said, if I did the job for the money and I didn't get the money, then I wouldn't have anything. But if I did the job for the work and I didn't get any money, then I'd always have the work. And that sticks with me because to me, that's the whole crux of it is to do the work that is meaningful to you and I think is meaningful to other people. And from that, the money is going to find a way to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's nice to be able to say, no, I can't take on any more clients at the moment um, because you're doing exactly what you want and don't have the capacity because that's always a good thing. Or say, hey, I'm available later on in the year, in a couple of months, depending on what the schedule looks like. But it's definitely about the work. I think if you're not happy with what you're doing, it's it's going to show after a while, you know, and it's just not, it's not a good place to be mentally or emotionally or physically. It just kind of collects. So Neil Gaiman was right about that one for sure. Well, true. And I've been from day one, I've been very particular about the books I will narrate. If I don't like the words that would be coming out of my mouth, I won't do it. Yes, it's acting. But it's still me. It's still my experiences informing that acting. And the words are still coming out of my mouth. I'm still the one feeling the emotions. And if I don't like them, I'm just not going to do it. It's not worth the money to me to do work that is distasteful to me. So I don't. Yeah. I mean, there the, there was a, a point where someone was saying about if it doesn't bring you joy. It's just not worth doing if you're going to just be miserable doing it or just not have any fun. It really isn't. Um, and that's also where your the, the books that you've narrating has a lot of range because you do mysteries and thrillers, biography and memoirs. But you also do literal fictions and science fictions and young adults. I mean, what are all the genres that you've been narrating in lately and well, in general? I don't really do much young adult. In fact, I think I've only done one and I only did, I think, one science fiction short stories. Sci-fi is not really my vibe. I love cozy mysteries, especially if they're usually kind of humorous and 
you're not coming across the violence and the blood and the gore. I don't have to fill my mind with those kind of mental images. So those are great fun. I love to read biographies and history for pleasure. And so I'm often self-producing work and it's a biography or it's history or a historical biography as the case may be, (laughs) Um, because I would read that anyway. And so why not narrate it and share it with other people so we all can enjoy it? Is there a genre that you have yet to narrate in that you'd like to, but you just haven't had the opportunity yet to do it? True crime. Mm-hmm. And that I know this seems odd, given that I like cozy mysteries and not all the <laughs> violence, but I, I don't like the violent aspect of true crime. But I do really appreciate how they solve the case, how they fit all the pieces together and figure out who did it and actually bring it to a trial and convince 12 people, yes, they did it. So I I like all the detective work that goes into those kinds of books. And so I I would like to narrate a true crime or more, more than one would be good. (laughs) (laughs) Except that, like I say, I don't, I don't really want, like, if there's a lot of graphic violence, graphic sex, curse words. Mm-hmm. I don't want to narrate that kind of book. So it kind of puts me in a, a quandary. And and usually it's been, well, it, it's too much because I'll search in the text of how many times does this appear in the book. Mm-hmm. And if it's too much, I'm just, no, I'm not your person. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there is such a thing sometimes. I know people say there's no such thing as too much sex or too much this. And I'm like, no, sometimes there is. And that's okay. Not yucking anybody's yum, but that's also yeah, I why, mean, I, you know. I, I love a good sweet romance, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do most of and contemporary romance because it's just too graphic mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's one of those things where we, uh, one of the reasons why I love the the book genre is that because there's just so many different things. Um, and even within genres themselves, like the romance genre itself, you have, for an example, Amish uh, romance, you know, you right. have the fake so many subgenres. Yes, yeah. there's so many sub. But even in the fan, I and mean, even in the true crime, there's so many different things because you sometimes you want more of the horror. Okay, this is where this is at. If you more only want to know what how they do, you know how they done it and figure that out, then you go over here. And th- that's just what I love about it. There's just something for everybody, mm-hmm. and you just you just gotta find it <laughs> again, which is great because we have the community. And we can say, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, Z. And someone's bound to be like, oh, I got you. And then they provide you with a bunch of a list of examples. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's all good. It's just one of those things where, again, the book community is the fact that we now have the ability to be able to communicate and have those conversations. But also, I know when I was growing up and, and tell me the same thing if it was with you, I didn't know there was a whole lot of different genres and options out there for me as a reader. I got the kids stuff and I was in elementary. Scholastic Fair was my favorite. Um, and there was always one or two different types of books. But now I'm like, holy moly, you know, biographies, memoirs, fantasy. I mean, name the gamut. There's something out there for everybody. Was um. I remember going to the library and getting an armful of books, but the way I chose my books was not what was recommended for my age group. 
I would go and look for the thickest book. And thick books tended to be biographies. Yeah. So um, when I was in sixth grade and they tested my reading comprehension, I was reading at a junior level in college. And I think that's in large part because I was reading Irving Stone's biographies when wow. I was, you know, 11 or something, because it was a thick book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's, there's, there's a sense of accomplishment in yes. finishing a thick book. Yes. <laughs> but I will say like Hamilton, I loved Hamilton. Uh, and it took me, I think, four months to get through that one. And you know, so as an adult, you know, maybe I'm only reading three pages a night, but at least still that's, I'm reading something. And over time, like over the year, it's dozens of books. Yeah. Are you, do you consider yourself like a, a fast reader or, because some people devour these books in hours and. It depends on the book because like I read a um, little cute romance recently uh, it was called Georgie All Along. I, I forget the author's name. I should remember. I, I just, but it it was a fun, cute little romance. And that one I did finish in a few hours because it wasn't giving me something that I wanted to stop and think about the way a biography would like, oh, well, now that's interesting. I wonder how I could apply that in my life. You know, so it really depends on the book. And so if it's I'm reading one now called The Confidant, called, uh, who was about Anna Rosenberg, who was the assistant secretary of defense in the early 50s. I never knew that we had a woman in that position, especially in that period of time. I mean, this is just incredulous to me. And so this book is taking me a little longer to read because I'm I'm, I'm wanting to savor it. I'm wanting to like, oh, she did that. And she, oh, she did that. Wow. That's really fantastic. So, you know, it does it, like I'll underline passages and then I, I'm reading it on my Kindle. So then I send my Kindle notes to Evernote. And so then Evernote, I have it all there and this will pop up when maybe I want to write an article about something and it helps me remember. So that's really the thing. If it's ideas that I want to think about or remember will be a book. It's probably biography. It's probably history. And it may be business. I do read some business books too, but those books take me longer to read. It's a lot of information and, and things to retain. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I know some readers that are like, they're voracious and they will remember that eye color of the, the, you know, the secondary third character that was sitting by the bar. <laughs> and, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't like, either. <laughs> <laughs> like fiction, most fiction books, I do not remember what I've read even the next day because it's not something that I feel like I need to remember. And there are very few books that I'll read more than once. I'm, I'm, I get what I want from it the first time and I usually don't go back. Yeah. I once described to a friend of mine, I'm like, listen, my brain is like a filing cabinet. It only opens so far which means I'm going to have to get rid of some of these older files to be able to put new data in there to, 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 to save. And so details like eye color is not something that I completely jive with, which is also why I'm not a beta reader um, or, or do bi uh, bibliographies, uh, you know, Bibles for authors, because I'm not going, I'm just going to literally have to read the book, you know, page by page and make sure that I didn't miss something because my brain doesn't work that way. 
but it, uh, other readers I know are like are walking bibliography. <laughs> I'm like, that's fantastic. I only, I'm like, I just, I'll remember a book more if I see a cover of it, which also is a little interesting because nowadays book covers are being changed every six months. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, what was the original cover when that first came out? Um, well, I do, I do keep a list of books I've read. And so I know I'll know, so I don't read it again because there's so many books yeah. that I haven't read. <laughs> I want to go back to one I have done. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you though, that you're, you're, you picked up a book and you're going, I got to sworn I already read this. It and did. It, That's why yeah. I started keeping a list. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It's happened to me once or twice. I'm going, wait a minute. And it was because they changed the cover and they added like an epilogue. And I'm like, okay. Now I'm like, so I'm halfway in through. I'm going, this is why I thought it was so freaking familiar. Um, but it's because again, been reading since the age of two. There's a lot of books I've read and uh, times, just not enough time sometimes. But I have been using, I've been using Goodreads to kind of keep track of my reading for years. But sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe i don't know did i was it on my to be read list did i really read it but it's just so much information out there and the fact that you love big books and you cannot lie about it is fantastic <laughs> that's right <laughs> i love big books and i cannot lie uh, you need a sticker for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it, it is that's definitely a sense of accomplishment um just like a to-do list when you get to check that off right um, being a narrator do, are you also listening to audiobooks for the pleasure side of things or no I, I was listening relentlessly every day when I walked my dog. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away earlier this year. And I don't want to talk about that because I'll start crying. But the point is, since he's been gone, I haven't been walking as much and I haven't been listening as much. And so I, I'm trying to get back in a mode of listening because listening is like a master class to everyone. So I... I'm listening very critically to what the narrator did, how they expressed this phrase or that. Um, and, you know, not just for the content of the book. And it's so much easier and so much more enjoyable to me to listen to fiction and read nonfiction. So that's, that tends to be what I do. So uh, right now I haven't been listening as much, but I'm trying to get back into a groove with it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, things happening. I mean, I used to listen a lot more when I was doing the day job because of the drive to and from work and right. it being cubicle world, I was able to just use my earbuds. I was, it was, it was always great when I would listen to a, uh, something that was funny and I busted out laughing, but I'm not talking to anybody and there's no one around me. And they're like, ah, oh, she must be listening to a book. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, ever since the pandemic, uh, it's finding the time and figuring out when I can do the listening and stuff like that. But it's, it's, um, you know, when you have it around something like walking your, your furry kid, it's a little, it's harder to get back into the swing of things. I understand that mm-hmm. all too well, all too well. <laughs> yeah. Do you listen or have you ever listened to your own books that you've narrated or you're, or you're one of those like, Nope, cannot do it. When I started, I edited several of my books. And mm. so, yes, I listened to every word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can learn a lot listening yeah. to yourself that way. And, of course, when I do auditions, I'm I'm having to listen to that back. But for the most part, I don't listen to my books anymore because I, I outsource my editing. And I just don't 
have the time or inclination because it it's out in the world and I'm done with it and I'm on to the next four things. Do you recommend these? You do a lot of uh, you've you've kind of been now become our our bit of a guru of like you have a narrator starting kind of question. You go to Karen. <laughs> what is it? Uh, how tell us how you guys she started the whole. Um, narrator's roadmap because that's something that you know since I got it started into audiobooks something that I've I've been hearing about and it constantly gets brought up I know I'm always referring to it but when I get the hey I want to be a narrator how do I go about it I'm like www dots <laughs> well thank you keep those <laughs> referrals coming <laughs> yes <laughs> I've always been in kind of an expert role. When I worked in IT, I was a LAN administrator, local area network administrator, email administrator. And so not only was I taking care of hardware and software and training users, but there were other admins in other offices and I would help them with their problems. And I mean, not to say that I didn't need help and I got help from them too. I mean, it, it, was a very mutual thing, but I was kind of senior to a lot of people and I had been there, seen it, done it to a lot of things. And so people would come to me more than I would go to them. So I've always had that role. And then I got in this uh, Facebook group of once ACX started, there was a Facebook group of ACX narrators and people start, you know, they would ask questions and I kept finding that I'm, I'm making the same answer to these questions. And a lot of them had to do with the ACX contracts. And I'd say, here's the link and here's the section you want to look at. And so because this kept happening so much and more and more people kept joining the group, I decided one day I'm going to create an FAQ for that group. So a Facebook book group that actually has an FAQ. So I created it. And then I would keep adding questions to it and keep adding questions to it. And, you know, they would all point to discussions where that question had come up and everybody had chimed in with the answer. And then I've been writing on my blog since the mid 2000s. And I've written articles about things and I would add that to the FAQ. And finally, it dawned on me <laughs> that um, I should liberate this info some way. Anne Flosnick is one of my dear friends. And she kept telling me, you should write a book. And I didn't want to write a book because there's a lot of problems with writing a book. But plus, the day you release it, it's not current anymore. And how do you keep it current? So I kept kind of thinking about this. And there was an APAC in 2018, I think, yeah, that I went to. And they were there was a panel of experienced narrators talking about how to kind of expand your horizons and do different things. And it just hit me from what they were talking about and all the conversations I'd had with Anne about how to get this info out in the world that when I was flying home that night, I wrote in my journal membership site. It's like, I finally knew that's what I should do. So a lot of people have written answers of how to become an audiobook narrator, including me, but other narrators have APAs put out stuff. So it, my soft launch was in January of 2019, where I just had one page 
that explain how to be an audiobook narrator and link to all these great things that people have have presented. And between January and September 2019, we built out the rest of the site. And I have um, I have a whole bunch of free stuff. I have a bunch of articles I've written and some that other people have allowed me to republish. I have a bunch of links to resources, like everything from accents to YouTube playlist. And, you know, where do I find this? How do I find that? So there's a whole page of that. But beyond that, for members, I have an event calendar where I track eight types of events around the world, from book festivals to author signings to narrator training. They're all color-coded. And so you can see what's happening at a glance. And I I started with a reviewer's directory. I've since made that free, but I've replaced it with a casting directory to help narrators find the companies that are hiring and not just, I don't have just the company, I'll have what they produce. I have links to their producers. I have links to podcasts where the producers have been interviewed or articles they've written so that you really can do a lot of research right there with the casting directory. I've also created video courses. I, I made one on I annotate. I'm currently creating one on Evernote that you can watch the video course and use the techniques there to improve your life as a narrator. And so it's, um, you know, it continues to evolve. It, we just, I just had the fourth anniversary on the 16th and it's been very gratifying how much it's shared in the world and how much it seems to have helped people. And I have plans to add more. There's more casting directory listings that I'm going to add. I'm, I have an idea for another video course. So, I mean, it seems like there's always, <laughs> always something. And then of course the calendar events and then, so every two weeks, I send out an email to members telling them everything I've changed on the site. Um, so because there's so much there, I'm the only one who knows where it all is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I will say it, it's the, the website. I, I love it because it's so well organized, even though there's a lot of information, nicely well organized and pretty easy to follow. The thing is, like, and I love the fact that anyone can be an author, anyone can be a narrator and, you know, or any feeling the kind of a blanks in this industry and you always have to kind of start somewhere. And I always get the question. I know that you guys as narrators have always gotten, and my favorite is, I've been told they have a really good sounding voice and I should do audiobooks. And I'm mm -hmm. like, www.narratorsromat.com because I, there's just so many things I could spend hours trying to provide them with some information and also i'm like or you can sign up for the consultation and then they start running um in the opposite direction because they're like wait i gotta pay for right. some of this knowledge i'm like yeah you do uh because i have years of experience and i've curated it but there's also a lot of there's just too much information out there to www.googleit.com i've had to write the people because i also am like i'm a firm believer of you need to do some of the research on your own absolutely because it helps you 
also figure out if you want to do this, Be, you know, wh whether it's an accent or whether it's how do you pronounce Kissimmee uh, versus Kissimmee uh, and things like that. Uh, and you kind of have to do it and not everything's going to be handed to you on a silver platter. So, but the fact that this website is available for anyone to look at is just fantastic. And it's such, it's just so well done. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that a lot of folks do, you know, share it and, and, and say wonderful things about it and that they're very fortunate and lucky that, they, that they've been able to find this masterpiece of a website to be able to get some info and not feel totally lost on this lovely journey. Um, so thank you for creating that. Well, thank you so much for all those lovely, kind words. It really means more to me than I can tell you. It really does. And you, the fact that you said it's organized, I'm thrilled because I would tell you organi organization is my superpower. And I, I'm thrilled that that's the perception that you have of the site. And there, I also have a section called Audiobook Village where you can find coaches, you can find editors, you can find proofers. I mean, I have directories of all these people and they've got, that's why I say I've moved my reviewers directory to Audiobook Village. So it's free. So there's so much there that's free. And I mean, I had written a lot of stuff on my blog. So I try to have them point to each other. For instance, in my Create Your Own Path video course, one section is about public domain books. I am passionate about public domain books, and I've written a lot of stuff about that on karencummins.com. So in addition to the resources that are strictly for that class, I also point you over to what I have on my site because and, and then my site points to Narrator's Roadmap to say, well, this is what else is there. So, you know, I try to at least pe take people by the virtual hand and guide them down a path to what it is they're looking for. Yeah, because it's a lot of information out there. But also what I love it is and that, I, that I'm so grateful that, to have this website available for, for all of us because, you know, even myself, I'm not a narrator, but I can come in here and find resources, whether I'm helping an author cast a book or if I'm helping be, uh, someone saying, hey, do I really want to get into this? And uh, and all these other nuances that, you know, it comes into this career. But all the resources that you've provided us with are legit because there's so many yeah, there's just con artists out there. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you for pointing that out because I work very hard to vet people yeah. and make sure it's a credible source because the con artists reflect badly on all of us. And I don't want to send somebody to a site that I think is questionable or they don't produce quality work or they're producing AI. I mean, like I won't list somebody in my casting directory who is using synthetic voices because that that's a waste of time for, for a narrator to contact that kind of company in the first place. But in the second, I don't want to have any support of that company. And, you know, and I've made very public statement about a certain one. And mm -hmm. uh, so in their listing in the casting directory, I point you to what it is I said, and you can make up your own mind. A lot yeah. of people work for them, but I won't. Yeah. And that's also important too. Like I've always been the, the person that I will provide you with the information. I will never stop you from getting a gig. 
you know, or, or in, in getting your, your, your bag of cash, for example, but I will provide you with the information of why this situation occurred, why, if it's, whether it's AI or bad business practices or shady behaviors, for an example, but I'm still going to be like, you're, you're, you're a grown person. Um, you make the decision. Um, and, and that's also important because there's just so many people out there providing insight and information and not everyone's a car artist. I, I want to, you know, no. there are, there's a huge group that they are, but there's also a lot of up and coming people that are well-meaning, but they're not subject as experts, nor does having X amount of followers does a subject matter expert make. And I think sometimes the intention's all good, but the and you may have been lucky that they provided some inf- information that is accurate and was that works for certain people, but it's, it's not, again, not someone that's business minded to provide you with that info. So your website is such a wealth of knowledge and resources that it it's just, it bears repeating, you know, like I, again, people go here to, to figure stuff out, to find things and like minded. So I know there's a lot of stuff for free, so how, what is what are some of the other perks aside from the information that the members get as far as being part of this community and, you know, being members? Well, like I said, so the members have access to the video courses, to the casting directory, which is the only one of its kind in the world, as far as I know, and also to the event calendar, which, again, is... I mean, all of these things are very exclusive to that site because I don't mean to sound like I'm bragging. It's just true. I'm the only one who did it. Yeah. Not to I'm the girl, only you one brag. I know. And I look for these things that will put a casting directory together. Um, and anyway, so, the, you know, I have, like I say, I have several video courses. I annotate, create your own path, antidotes for criticism i'm working on evernote and um you know so and then like i say i send the newsletter every other week which to me is a huge value add because just the event calendar i mean i'll add i might add 20 things in the space of two weeks and just seeing what's all on the calendar it's instant overload if you just looked at it but if you got the newsletter and you could say, okay, these things are new, you know, and, and a lot of them are extending into well into next year. And, uh, oh, I can plan to go to this event next August in this state. Cause I knew about it now. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know all of them. I, I, it would probably be impossible for one person to keep up with all the events everywhere. <laughs> no, but the funny but I the, try. <laughs> the thing is though that they keep popping up, which is a good thing. It's a good thing that we continue to have more and more events that uh readers and authors and narrators can attend. But it is a full-time gig. Trust me, as a girl that also manages yes, such you would ex- know. <laughs> yes, I mean that's some of the things that I work with some of the narrators is figuring out of all these events that are about mm, 200 Excel rows, <laughs> which one is worth a good return on investment? And that's the conversation that I, I tend to have with, you know, narrators of like, these are great events, but what's your return on investment? And what does that look like to you? Because it's not always just the dollar signs, AKA getting a job. There's other returns on investments when you go to these things. And right. the fact that you have them listed, it's, it's, again, 
full-time gig, full-time job. It's a lot and things change. And, and I, I kind of got a glance, a glance on it and folks, he color codes her <laughs> spreadsheets. Um, for those that know me, I love a good spreadsheet and damn, if it's color coded and it's like, you know, it's golden. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, Megan Tusi said it. It's like you know, uh, how is it? Um, uh, oh my god, it, there's even a teacher something about like, uh, freaking the spreadsheets, basically. You know, it's a uh, because we do love a good spreadsheet. Uh, but it's a lot of information that you've housed all in one spot, and and uh, that's also why I'm so grateful for it because I'm very much like you when I, I when I was at the day job, I was a subject matter expert in a lot of different things mm-hmm. and people would come to me to, to get trained hell i even trained folks that you know um for a job that i applied i trained the girl that got the job that i didn't um ooh, so, ooh, that would just gall me so much oh <laughs> uh, well yeah i yeah sounds I like mean, a whole other conversation it does and, and it's even worse when it happens here in book world where i'm like you hired another assistant or graphic designer but i'm the one that has to fix their issues okay anywho um <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, having, so I understand having that role of, and also creating the FAQs for folks and, and pointing them there. I, I absolutely know the value and the amount of work that you've put into this website. And again, it's the fact that it exists and that you continue to work on it. And it's been years since you've been doing it and that you're still doing it, but also you still have a passion for it is just like, wow and very amiable and and i'm so grateful i know a lot of other uh people in in this industry are very grateful for it and the information that is housed here can be used from someone that is just starting to think about maybe becoming a narrator to someone that's been doing it for years and wants to continue to increase their skill sets in one way or the other so thank you again for this so much well thank you thank you for all that praise and and it just um it's very gratifying to hear that. I, I have to say, I don't do it alone. I, I don't do it alone. My my husband, Drew, who is the hero of my life story, is my full business partner in everything I do. If I'm narrating a book, he's sitting at the computer running the controls and directing me. And on the website, he deals with a lot of the back end stuff and he deals with membership questions. You know, people have a problem logging in or whatever. He he helps them with all of that. He helps me add calendar entries, you know, like he'll go find them and he'll add them to the calendar. He adds uh, my videos to the the video pages and because there's a lot of free videos too that other people have done really great videos. So I link to them. So, so you can find this really great video. So, but whether it's a video or one of uh, it, that's out from another narrator or one of mine or one of my video courses, he's loading, he's doing all the stuff, loading the videos on the site. And so he's, he's, we just had uh, launched, I, I do a show on Clubhouse every other Wednesday called yes. Pit Stop. And we have taken those Clubhouse recordings and launched them into podcasts. So mm-hmm. you can get it on all your podcast platforms. And that just happened a couple months ago. Well, Drew's the one who made all that happen. So he got all the episodes loaded. And then every time I have a new one, he'll, he'll do all that too. So I think everybody needs help. And I I don't want it to seem like I do this by myself because I have his full support and help. And 
there's still things we could use help to do. And we keep thinking about, well, should we hire somebody or not? And then we just never do anything about it. We just keep going on the way we have, but it's, um, you know, nothing happens in isolation because a lot of what I have there, I'm pointing to somebody else's good article or their good video. Uh There are people who've kindly given me permission to reprint their words. Like they wrote something really great on Facebook and I said, may I reprint this? And they said, sure. So there's, it's, it's not just my ideas, my words, it's the conglomeration of what I think is the best in the audiobook industry. And so I really appreciate all the things you've said about it and the, how helpful you found it, because that is just music to my ears. <laughs> I thank you. Well, I think sometimes we are not the best at sometimes saying thank you for things. And that's just human nature. There's some folks that are fantastic at it. Uh, but I think sometimes as a community, depending on, you know, where you're sitting, you see other people getting all these thank yous and accolades for doing a decent job and uh, or doing a fantastic job and things like that or, or getting all the support and all the love in the world for what they're doing. And then there's some uh, that are just like more quiet cheerleaders. Like the podcast has a lot of like, I always get surprised when I'm like, oh, my God, I love your podcast. I've been listening to it for years. I'm like, you have? Because I've never <laughs> seen you post about it. And I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's partially my own fault because I'm not uh, a huge advocate of myself, I think. And that's it's just one of those where my listeners are nice and quiet about it. I'm like, okay, just, you know, so I, I, but I love hearing it. And because also I spend a lot of time (laughs) doing this stuff and getting things for other folks ready and things like that. So I think it's important to, when you're doing something, especially something this big, that is so instrumental to a lot of folks that it needs to be said, thank you. Thank you so much. And and Drew, thank you for loving and supporting your, your, you know, your partner in crime and in life to be for, for, for you guys to be able to do this. So thank you so very much. It's important to say thank you when, you know, at any time. So thank you. Well, he's not in the room, but I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's, in, and it's officially said in audio. So it's like legit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That means it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yes. So now you're also doing pit stop because clubhouse has grown significantly for those that don't know clubhouse is a social media platform, but it's strictly all about just audio. So, you know, which I love because as as a girl that does not love being in front of the camera, the fact that I can do a clubhouse in no makeup and no, you know, just regular house clothes is fantastic. Um, It is. (laughs) But now you've also done the pit stops. Tell us more about that. Well, it's, uh, so we do it every other Wednesday. In fact, next Wednesday at two, there will be another pit stop on Clubhouse. And the guest next time will be Georgina Marie. And I am talking to narrators who have a second and sometimes a third or fourth vocation that may or may not be connected to narration because I'm very interested in how people are are managing to accomplish so many different things. I mean, I have one foot in narration and one foot in my site management. And in fact, you know, a lot of the times the site is taking more of my time, but if I'm narrating a book, then it's taking my time and I'm not so busy. I mean, I just don't have the mental uh, bandwidth to 
narrate a book and work on the site in the same day. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I kind of have to split up which day am I going to do what? And I'm very interested in having that kind of conversation with other people who are narrating and doing something else. And so, for instance, Georgina is uh, a TV script writer and she's an author and she's a puppeteer and she's a voice on kids shows. And I'm like, wow, you know, how are you? <laughs> this is what we'll find out. How are you managing to do that? And Ann Flossnick co-hosts with me and we talk to the guest uh, for about an hour and these sorts of topics of just what, how's their life going? How are they managing to do these different activities? Because it's very inspiring and motivating to me to hear how other people are managing to accomplish so much. And then I also co-host with Anne, it's actually her show, The Narrator Uplift on alternate Thursdays. So on Wednesdays, it's mine pit stop. And then the next day we'll do narrator uplift where she has booked all the guests. And it's a totally different format and a different kind of conversation because she'll, she doesn't limit herself to only speaking with narrators. I mean, we've talked to casting directors, we've talked mm -hmm. to people who aren't even in audiobooks, And so it's, it's a totally different kind of conversation. And, um, both these things are very enjoyable. And of course, if you haven't been on Clubhouse, it it's very easy for the audience to join in and you can type questions in the chat. You can come up and talk to, the, uh, come up virtually, come yeah. up to the stage and talk to the guest and ask them questions or tell them what you're thinking about what they're saying. And it's, it's very casual, but kind of affirming to all of us to have these kind of conversations. And then with Pit Stop, like I said, we've taken the recordings from Clubhouse and repurposed them and now launched them as podcasts. Yeah. And that's also relatively new that being able to record because it used to be back in the day when Clubhouse first started, one and done. You know, either you were there or sorry, right. Mr., you've missed it. And it was Yeah, they didn't shame. have replays. They and didn't, but now they do, which is fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you have to turn on the replay when you set up the show. And a lot of people still don't like replays. I mean, there's something to be said for be there or be square. And yes. if you want to hear this person, you're going to make time and show up. But I'm on the flip side of we're all so busy and mm -hmm. I am happy you want to hear it at midnight on a Sunday or something. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, it works for you. Mm -hmm. And I, I have all the pit stop episodes posted on narrator's roadmap, but I also get a transcript of them because it, it's a lot faster. You can just skim a transcript and get the info. And I do that myself. So I wanted to make that available to other people that it doesn't hurt my feelings. If you can't sit for the whole hour and hear the conversation as it progressed, if, if you want to skim through the transcript and get a, get the idea of what was said and, and maybe listen to particular parts or, or whatever, however that works for you. That's what I, that's why I wanted to make it available that way. Mm -hmm. well, that's fantastic. I, I think that while I am a, I, I totally see both sides of having the whole, like, you know, one and done and you show up and stuff like that from an audience mm -hmm. perspective, but as someone that's also busy and 
you know, having, whether it's like, if, like, if it's happening right now, I'm out of luck because I'm talking to you. Right. Um, to be able to go back and listen to it afterwards. Is oh, such you're a not gift. out of luck. This is the best conversation in town. So. I, it is. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the thing. I will always pick you over anything else. Right. So, I mean, like, it's not a choice <laughs> for me, but it, it's just one of those things where being able to do it later it, and um, whether it's, you know, at night instead of, you know, scrolling through TikTok like I do sometimes. Uh, it's just, it's been great that I'm able to do that. And now that you've made it into like a podcast, it's just more open for everyone else to be able to listen to it, not just for any, someone that doesn't have the app. So that's also right. great. Yeah. And it's great that these both conversations, whether it's in the narrator uplift or the pit stop, because there's a lot of times that people are like, I'm just going to sit here and, and, and read books out loud, not realizing that you have to worry about branding oh, yeah. and marketing and, 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 you know, bookkeeping and tax season is just fantastic. Yeah. There's this whole <laughs> job that goes yeah. with the job. Wait, you want marketing and you want graphic design work too? Girl, you, you, it's, you're all, you're it. <laughs> not everyone's fortunate enough sometimes to be able to have a team. Um, Cause that's also expensive. But a lot of times people don't know all this stuff and some folks are not, they're fine with just being behind the mic and that's great. And that, and, and that works for them. But sometimes we, we, you know, people want to do different things. So be able having these kind of conversations to find that they find joy in doing puppeteering or that that's how they keep their balance in, in work life. You know how that works. I'm still trying to figure out the whole work life balance thing. I think we all are. (laughs) But I, 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 for me, it's such a passion that I'm like, wait a minute, this is work. And I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah, it is. Uh, Need to break. And, And I think that's a lot of times when we love it so much. It's fantastic, but it is good to have these kind of conversations because also it makes me feel like I'm not the only one that does it. I, this is why I don't pick up epoxy. And that's because I would probably make it into some form of a, a job if I pick it up. Um, Cause that's how everything started in my life has been like, oh, I see, I can do this. And bam, it's now a career or, or a shop, something being sold at my boutique. So I'm not, I'm not picking up epoxy for that reason. Even if it is on sale at Michael's this weekend. <laughs> I didn't hear that last part, what? Even if it is on sale at Michael's this weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So being able to have like, oh, okay, so I'm not the only one that likes to do different things. And that's how we keep our sanities. It's great. And I love it that you've also, so when I was um, looking up your books on Audible, Pit Stop came up as a podcast. And I'm like, yes, and there's three episodes there. I'm like, awesome. So that was great to see that there. Yeah, it was pretty exciting to me the first day I saw that show up on Audible too. So. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie. I, you know... The first time I, when I originally, this, the series was only on SoundCloud and, um, and Google Hangout back in the day. Cause again, nine years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I did started with a podcast, I'm like, I got to get this up on places. But when I first, you know, when it, when it got on Spotify and then I got the email invites to be on, you know, Amazon music and audible, I was like, Oh my God, I think I've made it. I'm somebody now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, especially when they first started they're like we want your 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 podcast on on, on our on our site as you know they're launching it i'm like me me oh my god thank you uh it's just those little things that you know just make a girl smile <laughs> yeah um, but i mean you know you make a very good point in the middle of that too in that you've had to keep evolving this technology has changed you've been rolling with it and and that's something we all have to do and and 
you either roll with it and keep up or you're just going to be left in the dust. And, uh, you know, it's changing. And it seems like Anne and I have this conversation a lot because we are continue, you know, it's just such a flux and such a change and that sometimes it's hard to keep up and hard to even toe the line with where you are. Yeah. It, it is. And in having these conversations with folks and, and, and are you still be irrelevant? Um, are you using the right, te- you know, mic for this? Because the, like technology continues to evolve. I remember um, going to Gary Furlong and I'm like, sir, you are the microphone king. I want to do a podcast. Which one do I get? Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And so I went to him as a subject matter expert because he also loves his mic. Uh, and, and Gary was a huge help in just having the conversation of, well, funds and how, you know, how, in, you know, like, are you going to be in a booth? And I'm like, no, no, there, there is no booth. This is just my office. And um, and so we, we figured it out. And it's been a godsend to be able to have that resource in him when I, you know, but again, I'm constantly checking in to see if there's something new program that's available. If it's, it's you know, working smarter, not harder, you know, how to use things like Canva to uh, provide, you know, some easy stuff versus Photoshop. Cause I love my Photoshop, but sometimes I'm like convoluted and, you know, like, why do I have to go there to do this? Um, or even headliner to be able to kind of grab some of those clips that I can just do a, a little tease. I go to headliner mm-hmm. and I grab it from there and it, it's an ongoing learning and I'm a learner. So it, it works for me, but not everybody is. And mm-hmm. it can, it, it's very like, it can be very scary to, to have all this information and not know where to start. So again, having places like Pit, you know, Pit's uh, Spot and Narrator Uplift and, and Narrator's Roll, uh, Roadmap is fantastic to have. And to be able to just send you a note and say, hey, point me in the right direction and I will go from there on my journey is just fantastic. So it's a lot of info out there, guys. So if you're thinking about it, that's where you kind of have to start. It's where I always point people out. Just go to narratorsroadmap.com and go from there. <laughs> And you're not even a paid shill. So I thank you all the more for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am the first one to share my knowledge and insights um, to a fault sometimes of, you know, giving out ideas and, and helping people out because I'm the girl behind the curtain and I am fine with that. And I love helping folks. So when something else is already created and I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to love on it. I'm going to praise it. I'm going to share it. (laughs) I think, I think you and I may be sisters from a different mister. Yes, (laughs) very much. So we we have a lot of the same philosophy Mm -hmm. about things. Yeah. And, and, and again, there's there, I will help straighten out, you know, someone else's crown without having to say, guess what I did. And it's all about the journey. And if, and if someone wants to, be a content creator, be a narrator. And if these are the, and if I have the, at least some form of way to help them and say, Hey, this is a great site to have some information or, Hey, this site has, Hey, you want to make stickers? Here's a, here's a link. Sticker mule has a sale and you get $10 off. If you use this link, why not? There's nothing wrong with sharing insights. Um, and, and, and sharing what you know, and you've done such a phenomenal job of sharing what you know, um, and help build this community, what it is today. So thank you again for that. Well, thanks. And this reminds me of one of my favorite books, which is Show Your Work by Austin Kleon, K-L-E-O-N. It's a very short book, and I recommend it to everybody. 
And if you, because his whole point is, what, this is how other people discover you, is because you show your work. And Narrator's Roadmap is definitely showing my work. And thank you, by the way, earlier for calling it a masterpiece, because I do think of it as my art. But Austin, I mean, I was doing this even before I read Austin Kleon's book. I was showing my work. You know, when I talked about building the FAQ in the Facebook group, that's showing your work. But so anytime that you are sharing your expertise with somebody, that is showing your work. And what he talks about is the behind the scenes things of what it is you do are very interesting to other people. So if you can look at what it is you do and think of some way that you can package it and put it out in the world to share with other people, then that's how they get interested in you and how you get better known in the community. And like I say, I was doing it before I even realized there's a word for that. And so anyway, I highly recommend that book to everybody because it will just give you new ideas of the ways to think of what it is you do. So like, do you want to write a blog? Do you want to put out a podcast? Do you like to create videos? There's so many different ways that you can share what it is you do. And you'll see narrators doing narration in the booth. They'll have Sometimes they're on Discord servers. I have a list on Narrator's Roadmap Welcome Center, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, or sometimes they'll do it on Clubhouse. They'll have a room on Clubhouse where they're doing a live narration. So there's there's that, but there's also the things that we do in prep. Like sometimes I have shared a video that was germane to the book I was narrating. Like I remember One Cozy Mystery was set where they did a horse carriage racing. And so I found this video where it showed that exact kind of thing. And I shared that on Twitter because that was part of my prep and it was an interesting thing. And so, you know, when you start looking at it that way, because people are like, I don't know how to market myself. Well, you can be yourself and share what it is you're doing. And so anyway, show your work by Austin Kleon is everybody's assigned reading material. I wrote it down. <laughs> you will be tested. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Send me a note later. I'm so I'm so good at marketing you guys and 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 giving you strategies and things like that. I'm and just really bad at marketing myself. Um, I'm getting better at it. I'm working on it. Um, so I'm definitely gonna pick up that book and seeing how it is because it it's I think sometimes we always have that imposter syndrome and and that's also why I think it's important that I was sharing with you what I thought about the website because there's gonna be times where you're probably thinking why am I keep doing this this is not you know it's too much work I can do something else and you start doubting yourself and the work that you've done and I know narratives are doing the same thing sometimes like I could have done better on that performance I could have done better on that scene and having these kind of conversations to just say, hey, A, you're human and this is normal, um, but now let's dust it off and let go and uh, and just move forward with it. And just being able to show your work is literally what it's all about, whether it's the books that you've been narrating, the, how the website looks, revamping and constantly learning and upgrading is always a good thing is how I see it. There's a tech reference for clients of mine used to be when I worked at the day job was the IT department. So. <laughs> 
it was one of those yeah it was one of those things where i was like all right it's time for an upgrade (laughs) and i have a it's on the welcome center page where i have over 20 categories of services products and and i have books listed there and i I was just looking at it. I actually don't have show your work listed oh, there it's and I need to add it. Um, <laughs> you have homework. <laughs> I do. I do. But like uh, narrator, Sean Pratt wrote a book that's helpful for all yes. actors to be or want to be the top 10 differences between a successful actor and a starving artist. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have that highlighted there, but I just realized I don't have show your work and I don't have my favorite marketing book, which is Get Clients Now by C.J. Hayden. So I'm, I'm going to be adding those two things after the show because uh, the site, like everything, is an evolution. Yeah. And things change. Technologies change. Websites crash. Websites go away. New ones pop up. Um, new insights, you know, new coaching stuff. There's just so many things changing. So the fact that, which is why I love the fact that there's a website versus a book. Because I'm all about my books, but like you said, it gets outdated the moment that you hit publish. And even if you think about it as an ebook, it's still a lot more work than it. I would rather have a website that I can just go on. <laughs> so, did you okay. say? Did you say just then you worked in IT? I so for the day job when I worked for the Walt Disney World Company, I was in human resources, and so I had different clients throughout the 16 years that I worked with um, with the company, and IT was one of them. Okay. At, yeah, for the company. So all the 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 terminologies and the 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 parents and the kids on the different levels um the first time i heard that terminology like is this a parent link or or kid or grandparent link i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) for those that are also listening and thinking what the heck is she talking about um you know it's just basically our you know is this the original is this something that comes underneath it and then basically a drop down menu Right. And I'm going, mm-hmm. oh, that's what that is. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, thanks for making me feel stupid. Well, I mean, I can appreciate it. <laughs> Disney World, if you're hearing about a grandparent link or a parent link, you're thinking like these are different queue lines for yes. there or something. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is there a new thing I haven't heard about yet? And then I'm like, it's yeah, they sat me down and um, it was an, a good immersion of the client group. And there's a lot of things that I learned. And even some of the stuff that I implement in my own work here in the podcast or even with marketing stuff is stuff that I've learned on the job um, or degrees. But it, it's uh, it's it's good to to like you said, like, yeah, I know IT stuff. I'm like, and that's where I know the website is a lot of work on the back end, too, um, because I've done that myself as far as working websites. And I'm like, mm, that's a lot of different things that you're hosting and putting up there. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. So, yes, you also have homework to add those books into that list now. Yes, I, I do. I can't, I'm looking at it and like, I cannot believe, as much as I recommend that to people, I cannot believe I have not put it there yet, but it, it will be there today. Okay, good. I'll check tomorrow, make sure. <laughs> Listen, you're going to hold me accountable for right, for, you know, reading the show your work. I'm going to hold you accountable and make sure that book's on that All list. right. <laughs> Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. It is a, it's it's been done. <laughs> One of the things I do love um, about being able to have the conversation with you guys is I learned so much from the little different things to how things work and everything. But the other part that I love that, that as far as the segment goes that I do with the guests is to play the game of two truths and a lie, where you tell us three things about yourself. And hopefully you haven't already shared this because it happens to they're like, dang it. 
I already told you one of my truths are a lie. And so if you're ready and you got your homework done ahead of time, we can play the two I'm ready. Lie. All right. I'm ready, bridge keeper. Ask me your question. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Monty Python. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, then tell us the three things and we'll try to figure out which one's the lie. In high school marching band, I played xylophone. I have never lived in an apartment and I don't drink coffee. Mm, okay. These are all in the details. I've always found it. Um, no coffee. I can do that. I can do no coffee. It's not a choice. It's not an option, I think. So you played xylophone in high school in the band, never mm-hmm. lived in an apartment, mm-hmm. and or you don't like coffee or you don't right. drink it. All right. So which one's the lie? Mm-hmm. That's for me to know and you to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes, these are all really good, Karen. You did good. Um, hmm. I want to say the lie is the xylophone in, in when you were in, in band. Why do you think that? I don't, you know, sometimes it's... it's you I'm a very still... musical person. Oh, no. See, but that's the thing. I never said that you were not in band. I said that you just okay. didn't play that instrument because that's how y'all try to trick me. Is, you know, I was in the band and you play actually clarinet, but I'm going to say I've never done this instead. So it's one of those things where it's all in the details. So it could well, have see, been. I, I played uh, in symphonic band. I played oboe, but you can't march with an oboe. Right. <laughs> um. So am, am I right? Was that the lie or is that the tr- one of the two? Oh, lies? you're going to make me say it. Yes, that's the lie. You're not supposed to get it on the first try. I did not play xylophone. I played piccolo in marching band. See? <laughs> <laughs> and we, Drew and I, tried to think of what would stump you. Mm. And, <laughs> there maybe maybe xylophone was just too weird of an instrument. No, I, I here's the funny. There's sometimes I just know. And other times, depending on how the story is told, is because I've had folks that give me an entire like, lecture like lengthwise of the stories behind it to kind of see if they're making it more complicated or not and just kind of like how you're telling the story i can see if it's a liar and i can hear it um but, it. <laughs> but you did good i mean seriously the, the never well, living in an apartment is very possible it's very possible that that's true it's true you know? i never have and and the coffee is very true you're right so I mean, because I, I know folks that don't like coffee. I'm like, okay, I still love you. We're good. Um, more coffee for me. Um, <laughs> well, and see about the xylophone. I was hoping you would ask me questions, and I was I was going to tell you about how I learned that xylophone solo in Moonlight Feels Right. That's so fantastic, and mm-hmm. uh, they even had me play it at the halftime show. But but no, you didn't even let me do that. <laughs> Well, you never know how this kind of line of question, you know, this game goes. Because, again, I'll get someone that just gives me bam, bam, bam. I had someone that was like they lived on a boat in a canal. They lived in a boat and it's in like a lake and they live in a boat on some someplace else. Right. And I'm like, there's a theme here. It's okay. Um, I'm hearing living in a boat. Hmm. Yes. And they're just changing (laughs) the locations. And I'm like, you're you try. I love it. Um, And I said, like, others have. Have gone across, uh, you know, complete lavish stories about how they had to, you know, they were about to, they were, oh, oh it was that uh, they were hanging out with a bunch of friends and like a campground and um, someone had to go take a leak and they went by a car and then they had to jump over the trunk because of there's a snake and blah, blah, blah. 
and you know completely wild and you're going mm, okay that could te technically that actually could happen <laughs> and sometimes the most simplest of things um but i mean these are all really possible possible options here and it was just you know i i got it right <laughs> yay you well in fact in fact i happen to have the round of applause <laughs> You won. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 great because again, I like I didn't know that you were part of a band and that you played an instrument on there, so got to know that. Um, yeah, I'm fun. a I'm an amateur harpist, and and in fact, my Instagram account is only harp videos. I always loved the harp. I've always been well, very. You're a woman of discerning taste. Of course, you always loved the harp. <laughs> Well, I'm the one I think I I've always wanted to play uh, like the violin and piano and was not unfortunately growing up the funds weren't there to, to learn it so when I got into middle school they had um, band but they also had guitar ensemble so I went into guitar so that's how I learned how to play the guitar did that for three years and then continued with it and also did chorus because I can sing um, and that's just one of the, and that was also just, I didn't have to buy an instrument. <laughs> well, you know, it's never too late that the violin and yeah. or piano dream can still come to fruition. I know how to play Ferris Jaca on the piano. So there's, there's still, yes, it's definitely um, on my list. Sometimes I like seeing it like on Facebook marketplace. I'm like, there's a violin, honey. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I might just buy it. Yeah, I may, I may. The same thing with the harp. I've always, it sounds so lovely. It's so mystical and beautiful. It is. You know? So I'll You're right. To, that yeah. is not a lie. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, I mean, it, my music choices and my playlist are so eclectic. I go from like Norwegian Viking to, you know, 80s bands, hair bands to 90s punk rock. I mean, I'm all over the place. Celtic music. So it tracks that I would like the heart. <laughs> well, if your playlist does not include Barry Manilow, then we cannot be friends. There is a Barry Manilow on one of my oh, playlists. Oh, good. I, so, I, yeah. I feel relieved. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, there's there's always something in one of my playlists. And they're like, yes, Barry Manilow's in on there. Barry White's in another. <laughs> you know, Lady Gaga, all they're all over the place. So it's just a, a good thing. But again, the harp's always been something like, oh, it sounds so pretty. And I've seen it sometimes on TikTok. Now they're been more of a trend and being able to play different types of music to it, not just the classical stuff. So it's always fun to see. But yeah, but thank you for sharing your top three, um, you know, stories about yourself and figuring out which one's a lie. Well, I won't thank you for guessing it. <laughs> The I'm so concept. disappointed. The whole point. Well, sorry, but that's I mean, the, <laughs> you know, you try to stop me. It's not this is this won't be the the last time you're on the on on the show. We'll play again, and uh, well, I have know. to think of a better lie then. Yeah. Well, now we're gonna end up going to a conference together, and you're gonna bust that out of nowhere. Which one's the lie, Viviana? Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, here we go. It's gonna be our. That's gonna be one of our things now. <laughs> Before we go, can you tell us about what you're currently working on and what's coming up next for you? Well, right now I'm currently working on finishing my Evernote course for Narrator's Roadmap members. And I'm in between books at the moment, which is good because I'm trying to finish this video course. 
I'm also working on an article. I'm like, it's like, there's always so many things. There's article. I've got lists of articles to write both for my blog and for narrators roadmap knowledge base, the video course that I'm working on. I've got list of public domain books that I want to self-produce. So I'll never run out of things to do. And sometimes it's really hard even deciding which thing to work on today. So right now, I've got to finish this course. And then before we finish the year, I have a public domain project that I've been trying to get to where it's going to be a mashup of three books. And it's a it's about a murder and a trial of the century. So maybe I can do my own true crime. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. And, and beyond that, there's a multicast that I've been wanting to get at too. So um but both of these things take a little more time than a regular book would do, you know, because I have the three, I have to figure out how to put them together and make it be a coherent story. And mm -hmm. then the multicast of dealing with other people and <laughs> it's like hurting cats sometimes. I can Yeah. So I haven't, you know, I haven't been, I, it's like, I want to do it. And it's this great project for it, but I just haven't made the time to do it. You need a project. You need a, a production manager to help you with that one, to manage the other cast. <laughs> I, 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 I might, I might, um, or I just have to totally clear everything off and not think about anything else, mm. which it's kind of hard because yeah. since I send the newsletter to members every two weeks, I feel like I need to be able to tell you something every two yeah. weeks. So I have to have done something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I'll tell you that newsletter comes around very quickly. It's like, oh my gosh, is it time for me to send the next one? I mean, listen, you just do that. You're doing it every two weeks. And I'm thinking the same thing about, didn't I just do this when it was once a month? Okay. So like you do it every two weeks. Dang. That's a long, yeah. Yeah, do the, so that newsletter goes out every two weeks. The clubhouse mm -hmm. shows are every two weeks. Yeah. I have a personal newsletter that I send out every other month. And um, there's just, it's like those calendar dates kind of run everything else around them, you know? So yeah, it, it just seems like they come very quickly. <laughs> they do. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have a couple of days to do it. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, better do it now while you have a minute and can. Yeah. So. yeah. But um, the, these are all very fascinating, Um, especially the, the the fact that you're working with like public domain books. I think sometimes people forget that these titles are out there that they can use to practice on and, you know, work on and just bring back to life. Um, some of our old favorites. So, and then Evernote, of course. I'm, I may end up having to take that just because I'm not a fluent on Evernote. <laughs> well, and I've I've been kind of an Evernote evangelist for mm -hmm. a decade or more, and other narrators have been interested in what exactly I do with it because it, when you just look at it, it just looks like a blank screen. And if I tell you I'm running my whole business on it, mm -hmm. it's like what? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, no. yeah, so I, you know, I'm going in the video course, like all, you know, explaining how Evernote works, but then I'm actually showing you how, like one way I've, one thing I've already done is I create a note for every casting director I deal with. And 
you know, every time I write to them, I copy what I said in there. I copy what they said in there. So I have this running list of information about them. So, and then I, I've set a reminder on it. When am I going to contact them again? I have their personal information that I've learned. You know, maybe they said something on a clubhouse show or on a podcast or they were at a workshop or, you know, so I, all that gets written into Evernote. And that's just one thing that's, and, but it's huge practicality in my work. Yeah. But I love that you're providing samples of how you can use it. Cause I've, there's been times where I'm like, great, the program is fantastic. It's easy to use end user error, very minimal, but how am I going to use it? <laughs> how is this, how, how is this tool going to work for me and what I do? And, you know, so the, the fact that you're providing some of that, you know, different ways to use it is, it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, I, I debated with myself. I've been wanting to do this for years to to create this course. And but then, you know, I guess it's the enemy or something trying to talk you out of it, saying, well, why should you do this? There there are courses on Evernote out there. If people really wanted to know how to do it, they could go to Udemy, they could go to Teachable, they could find they could there's LinkedIn learning, they could find a course on Evernote. And I finally realized, well, the value in me doing it, A, I want to do it. That's all I, the only reason I need. Uh But B, and perhaps more importantly, is that this is another way I'm showing my work. Uh I'm showing this is how I use it. Now, you don't have to use it this way, but maybe this gives you an idea of something you want to do. But it's, it's a huge show your work thing. Yeah. But it's, yeah, Which it's, is why I've got to get that book on, on the site because I love that book and I think everybody <laughs> should read it because yeah. it, it does make you think about how you can better use social media to promote yourself without seeming like you're really promoting yourself. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, that's the thing. <laughs> but I, I think it's sometimes too, yes, I could go to LinkedIn. I could go, you know, do some videos on, on YouTube. I can go to the website themselves for like Evernote to get tutorials. But I think it's also learning it from someone that's within your realm of how you would use it provides a specific type of insights that you won't be able to find somewhere else. Yes, that's the conclusion that I came to. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, beyond the fact that I'm honoring my word to myself that I was going to do it, that's a huge reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I look forward to when that's available for us to check out and take. So thank you. I should have the first, I, I decided I'm going to load it. I'm not going to wait till I finish all the modules to load the whole thing. I'm going to go ahead and post what I've done. I think, so the next newsletter goes out Monday. So I think the rest of this week, I'm going to finish a couple of videos and I'm going to post the modules I've done. And then, you know, every two weeks I'll have some more to add to it. And mm-hmm. I think I'd rather do that and at least get it going than just wait till the whole thing is done. It'll also hold you accountable to get it done. That's true. <laughs> That's true. If I've told somebody, well, it's coming, I don't want yeah. it, to, you know, seven months from now. Oh, here's another one. Yeah. And then also <laughs> you don't want to sit on it when you have such great content already. And if you can like, you know, 
push it off as a series where you'll do, you know, X, X episode, uh, you know, a couple of weeks and stuff like that. By the time someone can catch up on it, they also don't feel like that they have to, you know, do everything at once. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I will learn this first part th- during this time frame, and then I'll learn the next part in the next time frame yeah. versus everything at once can be also very daunting. So and it's, you know, it's more of a thing that is kind of a building process where uh-huh. with I annotate, you could just look at certain modules to learn how to do a particular thing that you want. Because we narrators in large part use I annotate to mark up our PDFs and that's what we read from. But there's so many tools and way to ways to work with it. And that's what that video course is about. And so somebody could just look at one thing. They just want to see this one thing, but where Evernote, I think, is is more of a, like, you need to watch the first four or something, because that explains how Evernote works. And then, you know, it's kind of, let me show you how to, how we'll proceed here. Yeah, exactly. And then being able to say, okay, well, that's how she's using it. How am I going to then implement it on my end for what I'm doing? And- yeah. yeah, and I'm not paid by Evernote. I'm not an Evernote affiliate. I don't mm-hmm. get any money for loving them. <laughs> and in mm. fact, they take more and more of my money every year. That's a whole other story. But <laughs> I, I just, I have so much of my business and my personal life in Evernote. Mm-hmm. Well, Because like I said, I get the Kindle notes when I've highlighted all these things in these biographies. I email the Kindle notes to myself. I have Gmail set that those notes are automatically forwarded to my Evernote account into my book notes folder. Well, I take that back. They go to my default folder, which is my daily plan, but they're, they're there. So every time I open Evernote, I can put that in my book notes folder. And then when I search Evernote for an idea, a lot of times the book note comes up where there's something in there that I highlighted. So uh, you know, it just all kind of works together. Like if if I buy something on eBay and eBay says, congratulations, you won. Here's what the thing was. Gmail forwards all those notes into Evernote. So I have a, a I can keep track of stuff I've bought on eBay. I mean, yeah. these, those are just, you know, personal ways I've used it. But yeah. uh, I've got I think about 30 ways I use it professionally anyway. Wow. See, people didn't even probably didn't even know that you could do that. Just forwarding it to Evernote. So definitely worth taking the course and finding out how you can simplify and not overcomplicate things. Cause that's the other thing too. I'm all about working smarter, not harder. So if there's a way, if there's a program, if there's a, a function or an automation that I need to do to make it my life a little bit easier, um, I'm going to do it. <laughs> don't, don't get me started on shortcut keys and templates. And <laughs> Oh, no, that's another podcast. We will be here all day. <laughs> yeah, that's another podcast. They thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Well, it's been the do- joy and a delight to get to talk with you. And I'm just so thankful to you for inviting me and, and for getting to talk to you at long last. And I know, yeah. I look forward to continuing our conversation at some point in the future. Definitely. Um, if you guys are not following uh, Karen on social media, I'm going to make sure to include all the links, including the websites and the clubhouse links. So everyone can just, you guys don't have to go searching for it. I will include those over as VVM Enchantress, the books for the episode's notes. And everyone, until next time, happy listening. Thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast, Patreon. 
The audiobook loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook loving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening. Happy listening.